Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Today's episode, we're talking all about how to help your prospective clients buy from you without having to use high pressure tactics that feel sleazy, aggressive, or just simply out of order. Because let's face it, we have all been there. We have all been in a situation where somebody feels like the they need to squeeze us to death in order to make that sale, that a dreaded commission breath versus creating an opportunity for you as the buyer to buy because who doesn't love to buy stuff, right? So we're talking all about the difference between high pressure tactics and creating urgency in your sales environment on today's episode. So grab your paper, grab your pen. This is going to be a great one to dive into. So this conversation came about uh, and total transparency moment. I actually recorded this episode once before, but it was during the holiday season. My entire family was home and there was so much background noise that we simply couldn't edit this out. So I had to re-record this. So I uh, originally was inspired to do this because I was having a conversation with a bunch of clients and they were talking about this um, situation where it made them feel very uncomfortable. It made them feel like, they were being backed into a corner because let's face it, when we feel pressure, when we are uh, pressured externally, right? So that's the difference for me is that pressure is something that is being placed upon us from an outside person, place, or thing. Whereas urgency usually is coming from inside. There's an internal pressure valve that gets released or triggered. And although it may, uh, it may look the same in terms of like the, the look and the feel and the sound of it. It actually, it, it lives in your body a little bit differently. So that's a little bit of that woo stuff. Okay. But I'm going to give you some real life tangible examples of why it's so important for you to understand the difference between these two scenarios. Because when we are using sales psychology, there is a trigger around urgency. It creates people to get off the fence and make them buy. But we want to do it in a way that is designed for good as opposed to designed for sleazy. And that for me is the biggest difference between high pressure tactics versus a sense of urgency that gets people off the fence to buy. So the analogy that I want to share with you is a, a pressure cooker. So if you're not familiar with this amazing cooking device, and no, we're not going to be going into like uh, cooking specifics here, but I, I want to be able to paint the picture for you because if you have an Instapot, if you have a pressure cooker, or if you've ever used one or been exposed to one, then you probably already know the basic mechanics and the fundamentals. If you don't, I'm going to give you enough information so that it paints the picture of what happens when we are being pressurized, when we are in an environment that creates pressure and makes us feel uncomfortable. A little bit of pressure can be very, very helpful, just like we have with our pressure cooker. So a pressure cooker is essentially is a specific type of pot 
that once we put the food in, it allows the pressure to build because it's locked in place. So there's a locking mechanism that seals the deal, like it seals all of the stuff inside and it creates a high pressure environment inside the pot. That only happens once we put the pressure on, once we actually lock the lid in place. So once it's locked, the heat from the heat source, so whether it's on the stove or plugged in, it starts to do its magic. It starts to do its job and it starts to create a chemical reaction inside of the pot and it builds up steam. And that steam creates pressure because it has nowhere else to go. And as a result, the food inside cooks very fast, faster than normal, which is why there are such magical <laughs> cooking devices. Now, Pressure can also do the same thing for us. Pressure in small doses, like when we are under um, an adrenaline response, right? So when we are facing pressure and we are have the adrenaline surging through our bodies, when we have that flight, fight, or, or freeze response, it is because we are going through pressure. And I know because I was the same way, I lived off of adrenaline. I lived off of high pressure environments and I thrived from it. But there came a breaking point and if you're familiar with my story, and if you're not, go back and listen to the very first podcast episode, because I share a little bit more about what happened to me that caused me to lose my entire career, my entire life, and start a completely new life, a new venture, a new business that I was not expecting. And it was because I had subjected myself to so much pressure that my body simply couldn't give anymore. And the same thing when we are cooking in a pressure cooker, you cook for a short period of time because it creates such a high pressure environment inside. That's all it takes, right? So you could cook a whole pot roast in, let's say, 20 minutes. It, it shortens the time so much. And what ends up happening is the longer the time that you leave something inside the pressure cooker, the longer the pressure gets to build, you actually go past the point of return in terms of is no longer good is turned to mush. Hello, baby food. It's no longer a, uh, an appetizing meal. It is bleh. And this is what happens to us. This is what happens to our customers when we put on so much pressure for them to make a decision to say yes or to work with us that it crosses the line and it no longer feels good. And so for me, that's why we're going to differentiate between this idea of urgency versus pressure, because I think pressure is different for each person and different for each uh, thing that's happening in our, in our environment. And just like with the pressure cooker, the amount of time that it takes, it depends. So how much pressure does it take for your ideal clients to suddenly become baby food? <laughs> it's going to depend. And I don't think that that's a risk that I want you to take. I would rather that you use urgency instead. And so when we come into these high pressure situations or tactics, we've all been there. And that's why we instantly think of the sleazy car salesman, because it feels like a high pressure environment. It's like you must buy or else. And while there may be some truth to that, there may be already some urgency baked in, the way that we go about it, the way that we communicate this is not congruent to how I want you um, to do things, to be in integrity with yourself, with your business values, and ultimately how you want to serve your, your clients and your potential clients. So when we walk back into this situation, right, like 
there comes a point of no return where too much pressure just essentially it removes all kind of benefit that you could have gotten from using the pressure cooker in the first place. And as a result, it's kind of a waste of time. And it creates such an unappetizing outcome, right, in the event of food or the interaction with your customer, creates such a bad taste in your mouth, figuratively and literally, that you can't really go back from that. You, 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 just, you have to start over again. And too often, that's, this is what I see, right? That we are shooting ourselves in the foot simply because we are looking for a fast, you know, fast result, instant result. We want something now and that we're not willing to play the long game of business and relationships in order to do the work that's required in order to create the trust, create the respect, create the relationship so people are able to make the best decision for them. On the flip side, what I want you to do instead is I want you to really think about the use of urgency. Now, I'm not going to go into a million and one different ways that urgency can show up in your business. Uh, you can Google that because there's so many different ways to use urgency. I'm going to cover off some of the most common ways, right? So typically that would be limited spots, uh, prices going up, deadlines, these are all ways to create a sense of urgency, meaning that you're giving people incentives to make a decision now. Now, here's the thing with urgency. They can't be fake. I'm calling it out because I see too many people in the industry, too many amazing business owners that unfortunately are operating from a place of scarcity and are thinking that because they've been told that sales psychology works a certain way, that they must use urgency every single time in order to push people to make a decision. And while yes, people do better with deadlines, with urgency, with scarcity, with some of these other triggers that will help and enable us to make better decisions for our business and not put them off. At the same time, if you use anything from a place of inauthenticity, that is not in integrity with yourself or your brand, you are doing yourself a huge disservice. So stop that right now. Think about what makes the most sense for you. Are you going to be running this program or this offer again? If not, tell people. If you don't know, it's okay to tell people, I don't know if I'm going to run this again. I don't know if the next time they offer this, that it will be at the same price. But when you say those kinds of things, please stand by your word and don't say it simply because somebody else has used that or you've seen somebody using that or somebody is telling you to do this and it doesn't feel congruent to you. That is going to bite you in the butt every single time. I have seen too many people come and share with me horror stories or tell me that they're no longer following certain experts or industry leaders because they have lost faith and respect for the way that they do business because they have not been truthful. And it is okay if when you try to launch something, it doesn't go exactly as planned and you have to regroup, recoup, and go back out full force and try again. There's no shame in saying, you know what? I didn't think that I was going to I was going to be putting this together. But because of certain things that that happened, you don't need to go into full details, but you can just let people know that I know that I said a month ago that this was not going to be offered again. I would encourage you that you do make some slight changes, even if they're really small, to make sure that you can honor the promises and the commitments that you gave in the prior messaging, that you are congruent, right? I always recommend that if you can remove a bonus or add on a bonus or change or reconfigure your package in 
even just the slightest of ways that will allow you to be completely in alignment and it will allow the people who are following you, more importantly, to stay committed to you as the brand, as the face, as the person that they learn from, that they trust and that they respect so that you don't lose that relationship with them. That is really, really critical. And I don't think that having a sale today means that you need to sacrifice your integrity or the relationship of tomorrow. I honestly believe that if you give people your heart and soul and that you tell them that there are certain things that maybe didn't make the mark or that didn't meet your expectations, and this is why you're redoing this, that people are gracious, that they're more willing to accept what you will have to say from a place of integrity, from a place of authenticity. And yes, even that place of urgency to say, you know what, there's a bunch of stuff, it just wasn't aligned. I'm trying this again, I'm going to regroup. And to let people know, I've done this multiple times in my business to say, oh my goodness, that didn't go quite as I planned. And let me just figure things out. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing next, but stay tuned because I'll let you know as soon as I know. And yes, I've created urgency with pricing, with limited spots, with uh, different bonuses that appear or disappear. I've really tried it all. And I think this is a, a a wonderful exercise of you not being attached to what it is that's going to allow people to make the decision for them, but to encourage yourself to give you tools to get people to make a decision. That's really where urgency comes from, that if you don't allow people to be guided, remember sales is all about leadership and you're here to serve people as best as you can. And part of that means that you need to make sure that you give them those nudges or sometimes that kick in the pants to get them over the finish line, to get them off the fence. And that's really what the urgency mechanism does. You don't need to back people into a corner. You don't need to be dishonest and and out of integrity with what you say or what you do. Follow through with what it is that you're making a commitment of. Make sure that you are recreating your packages or programs. Is If, in fact, you are using some very specific urgency triggers that you have committed to, right? So in the event of, of you saying, I'm never going to offer this exactly the same again, don't offer it the same ever again. Make a slight change to it. Change the pricing. Change the uh, access. Change the format change the length of time, change the bonuses, add in a guest expert, do whatever it is that you need to in order to stay congruent to the thing that you already made the commitment of. That is completely okay. It is okay to use urgency. It is okay to tell people there's deadlines. It is okay to change your prices. And in fact, I encourage you to change your prices. I encourage you to train people to do the things that you want them to do and to use tools like urgency in a way that feels good for you. I encourage you to let go of this need to create a high pressure situation or tactic. You can use things like a countdown timer. That is a great way to demonstrate urgency that there is a time limit on how long you're going to have this offer available for. That can create some internal pressure and external pressure, 100%, but at the same time, you are being truthful. It would be incongruent if you put a deadline timer and it, it just restarted every single time somebody saw the offer. Now, there sometimes are systems and backend issues that... Uh, could create that opportunity to, to happen. I would encourage you that if you don't know how to figure this out, that you hire an expert that's going to help you to make sure that what you say and what happens in your business are congruent. But 
using something like that is completely okay. It is completely okay. And in fact, it is the best, one of the best ways to create urgency. It is one of the best ways to get people to, off, to be off the fence and to finally say yes and, or no to whatever it is that you're offering. You do not need to create that high pressure, right? Like locking the pot and making people feel like they're trapped inside with nowhere to escape until the pressure is released. That is essentially what we do with that pressure pot, right? That we, at some point, we have to release the valve, that we have to release the pressure. And sometimes in high pressure tactics or situations, we don't do that. We don't give people an escape route. We don't remove the pressure. Instead, we've pressurized them to death. They've become like mush. And in that situation, we have lost the opportunity to maintain a relationship. And I am going to encourage you today that if this resonates with you at all, what I've just shared, that you really rethink the way that you're using some of the tools that we have accessible to us as experts utilizing sales psychology, that we do it in a way that's still authentic, that's still heart-centered, that's still from a place of service and a place of leadership, that we can guide people to make the best decisions for them using tools in our toolkit like urgency, like scarcity, but do it in a way that feels good for us as business owners and as leaders. So with that, I'm gonna let you go. If you need help, if you need to dive into sales psychology in more detail, this is one of the specific trainings that I actually offer inside of Sales Mastery Society, my inner circle membership program, where we go diving into all the different components of your sales strategy and your sales process in order for you to help more people in this world and get paid handsomely doing that. You can grab your very own seat at salesmasterysociety.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you again on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.